Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 45 of the Money Love Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about money mistakes. It's going to be a good one today. Like most episodes, I think that you are going to be surprised by the direction that this episode is going to take. It's funny because when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, I went on an Apple podcast and I just searched money mistakes. And every single podcast episode that came up that is on this topic of money mistakes or money regret, they were essentially episodes where the podcast host was telling you like, hey, here are the mistakes that you should absolutely never, ever, ever make with your money, which I just found was really interesting. So this episode is not going to be an episode where I run you through a list of mistakes to avoid with your money. This episode is, of course, going to be geared more towards how to manage your mind around money mistakes that you have made in the past. It's going to be a really unique take on this topic, and I'm excited to dive into it with you. But before we do that, I just want to remind you all again, in case you missed last week's episode, to go check out my new YouTube channel and subscribe while you're there. So in case you missed it, I relaunched my channel last week, and I will be dropping new videos every single week. And so on YouTube, we're going to have more just like high-level, quick and dirty money tips, whereas here on the podcast, it's going to be more in-depth conversations but they will blend together really nicely. And so if you are here already plugged into the podcast, just make sure that after this episode, you go, you head over to YouTube and you can simply just type in Paige Pritchard in the search bar. My last name is spelled P-R-I-T-C-H-A-R-D. And there's already two great videos up for you to watch on the YouTube channel and to consume. So I just wanted to remind you, throw that out there in case you missed it last week. Okay. Let's talk about making money mistakes, shall we? I have to say that with my one-on-one coaching clients, this area might be the number one facet that we work on. It's overcoming the mental burden, the mental strain, the guilt, and the shame that we all tend to feel and experience for our perceived past money mistakes. I want you to know you are not alone. This is so much more common than you think. So I have to start by pointing out that in the personal finance world, the money world, it is riddled with rules and guidelines and shoulds and shouldn'ts. Like I told you, when I went to Apple Podcasts and I searched on this topic, there were hundreds of podcast episodes about the five money mistakes that you absolutely must never make and you have to avoid. And I will say that I know on this podcast, we do talk a lot about practical guidelines and rules that I encourage that you follow, right? Of course. So it's like, okay, do this, and then there's this process, and yada, 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 right? And I think that there's a balance between the two. I mean, I think that having the rules, having the guidelines, a lot of times can be really helpful. And a lot of times I do hear from people like, just tell me what to do, right? Like, just tell me the steps to take. I will just do the steps. One of our brain's main desires is to be efficient, and we like to have rules, and we like to have a clear path from A to B. We like to know the rules and what we should be doing. 
And the rules and the guidelines are great and they are helpful to an extent. But what I start to see a lot with my clients and with my students in my programs is that they start to use the rules and the guidelines against themselves when they don't follow them to a T. And then I start to hear a lot of like, oh, well, I've just, I've made a lot of money mistakes in the past. And when we really start to break down that sentence and what that means, what they're really trying to say is that they didn't exactly follow the cut and dry black and white financial process that all the money gurus are out there preaching. So here's the first thing I want to offer you in this episode is that money mistakes, and I'm doing mistakes in air quotes right now, are subjective. They really are. And I know that some of you think that they aren't, that they're very clear and black and white and cut and dry, but I don't actually think that they are. Because I will talk to one person that looks at something and deems it like a huge financial mistake. And then I'll talk to another person who's like, you know, I don't really think that that's that big of a deal. And this goes back to what we were talking about in episode 36, the episode about decision debt. And by the way, if you have not listened to that episode, go listen to it or re-listen to it if you did. It is such a great episode, if I do say so myself. But remember, in that episode, we talk about making the right decision versus making the wrong decision and how the way that we have all been programmed to think about good and bad and right and wrong is that the answer to those questions lie outside of us, that there's like a decision God that is going to tell us if we're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, but it actually doesn't work like that at all. In fact, that power, that decision of what's right and wrong, what was a good decision or what was a mistake, we actually hold that power and authority within us. We are the ones that have the final say. We are the ones that get to decide that. So first and foremost, I want you to hear me on this. Something is only a financial mistake if you decide that it is. And I know that some of you might be rolling your eyes at me right now, but it's the truth, okay? So listen, I want to tell you about my personal experience about this. On paper, according to the financial gurus, I have made a lot of money mistakes, a lot of them. I'm going to tell you about all of them that I can just think of off the top of my head. Okay. First money mistake that I can think of, I impulse spent my way through a $60,000 annual salary. If you know anything about my story, my first year out of college, I was making a $60,000 annual salary. I was living at home, virtually had no expenses. I spent it all. I spent it all on clothes and food and happy hours and just honestly crap that I don't even own anymore. I went to college having absolutely no clue how my college education was going to be paid for. Went through four years not even wondering or questioning who was paying for college. Graduated, found out I was $40,000 in student loan debt. I bought a house while I was still in debt. And I didn't put the full 20% down that everyone says that you should. In fact, I think we only put about 5% down on our first home that we bought in Michigan. I have taken a loan out of my 401k, which is one of like the cardinal sins of personal finance. It is a huge no-no, but I've done it. I've taken a loan out of my 401k. I lease my cars. I put all of my spending on credit cards. I have bought stuff and spent money on things that I really didn't get much use or much value out of. Like I said, those are literally just the heavy hitters that rolled off my tongue and are just top of mind. If I gave more thought to it, I guarantee you I could come up with a list of 10 more things. 
But here's the thing. I could sit here. I have the choice to beat myself up for not following the black and white, cut and dry money rule book. I could, if I wanted to, look at those choices that I've made in the past, and I could indulge in the guilt and the shame and tell myself like, oh, I'm just not good at this. I'm not good with money. I'm never going to figure this out. Or one of the sneakiest thoughts that I hear with my clients all of the time, which is, I'm doing it wrong. This thought, I'm doing it wrong, is so sneaky, but it is so damaging because it makes you almost feel like you're a little schoolgirl who's misbehaved and now you're going to get sent to the principal's office, right? They're going to call your parents and then your parents are going to come pick you up and yell at you, right? Here's the thing, y'all. I look at this list of quote unquote money mistakes that I've made in the past, but I don't look at any of them as mistakes. Why? Because I just think it's entirely unhelpful and unproductive to do so. And I don't think it's helpful for you to look at your past money decisions as mistakes either. Now, I know some of you might be like, but Paige, I want to look at these things as mistakes because I want to prevent myself from repeating them and doing them again in the future. And listen, I totally see why that thought seems very logical, but that is not actually how I see it play out in real life with myself and with my clients. Here's how it actually works. When you look at decisions that you've made in the past with money and you deem them to be mistakes, it puts you in a state of regret, of guilt, and of shame. And what do we do when we're in a state of guilt and shame? We do nothing. We avoid. We brush things under the rug. We don't look at our bank account for weeks, and we simply just make the minimum payments on our credit cards and our loans, and they just get bigger and bigger every month. Our brain wants to think that it's being very helpful to us by being like, ooh, you're bad. Ooh, you screwed up there. Big mistake. Huge, right? My little pretty woman moment, right? Big mistake. Huge. We think it's helpful to chastise ourselves and to look at things as giant mistakes so that we will avoid them and not do them in the future. But in fact, looking at our past decisions in that light just hinders our financial progress. Because again, it puts you into an emotional state of guilt and shame. And what comes from that emotional state is doing absolutely nothing, is you staying stuck, is you avoiding reality. And many times that results in you actually moving backwards financially, not moving forward. So what this means is that when we view our past money decisions as money mistakes, We feel terrible. We don't do anything to correct the mistakes. We don't make any financial progress forward, which then just means that we are giving our brain even more evidence to keep looking at the financial decisions that we're making and saying, ah, there's another mistake. There's another mistake. You're bad at this. You're never going to get the hang of this. You can't do this. It's just this vicious cycle that it creates. That is actually what happens in real life, okay? So here are some things I want you to consider. When it comes to your past money mistakes, there are a couple key points that I think are so critical for you to hear. First, you have to know, please hear me, that you are the one that gets to decide if something was a financial mistake or not. I don't get to decide that. Dave Ramsey doesn't get to decide that. Your financial advisor or your spouse or your parents or your peers or your boss or whoever the heck, no one gets to decide that other than you. 
you hold that power and authority over your life and over your finances. Again, if I was to ask like Susie Orman, like, hey, Susie, what do you think about me taking a loan out of my 401k? She would probably tell me that it was a giant mistake and I shouldn't have done it. And then I would probably feel awful after the fact. But instead, I know why I took that loan from my 401k. I know the reason that I did it. And guess what? I'm actually really glad that I did it. I've since paid it back. We're all good. We're moving forward. But I get to decide that. I get to look at that past decision that I made and be like, that wasn't a mistake. I don't view that as a mistake. Again, I hold that power and authority over my past decisions and over my current financial state. If you want to purposefully choose to look at something as a past money mistake, because in some way you feel like that serves you after giving some deliberate thought and evaluation to it, then great. But don't just deem something a money mistake because it's the less chosen path. Don't just deem something a mistake because it goes against what Dave Ramsey says or Susie Orman says or even what your parents would tell you to do. Here's a really helpful question that I want you to think about and that I want you to ask yourself. Think about, am I viewing this past decision that I've made with my finances a mistake because this really and truly was not in my best interest? Or am I viewing this as a mistake because it just goes against traditional financial advice and I'm just feeling a little bit insecure and maybe a little bit guilty about picking a more non-traditional path with my finances? Those are two very different distinctions. Now, there could be a situation where you deem both to be true. But what I see with my clients is that a lot of these perceived mistakes are self-inflicted. And then when I ask them, I'm like, where did this rule come from? Where did you decide along the way that using credit cards is a giant financial mistake? Or where did you pick up along the way that you shouldn't buy a house or start a family while you're still in debt? And it makes them really think for a second. And they're like, huh, well, I mean, it's just kind of what my parents told me to do. But honestly, I don't really like that rule. Or I read it in a book, but it doesn't really work for my lifestyle. And it doesn't really align to the goals that I want to build for my finances. It's like this beautiful light bulb moment where I see them come alive because they realize like, oh, wait, it's actually possible that I can create my own rules for my unique life. And in fact, This wasn't a mistake, but rather it was a choice that I've made that actually served me really well and was a really great step forward in creating the financial life that I want. It just goes against the grain, but that's okay. So the first thing that I need you to hear here is that you hold that power and control within you. Like I said, I look at the list that I gave you earlier, and I don't look at any of those things as money mistakes. Because for me personally, it just doesn't serve me to. But here's one exercise I encourage you to do. Take out a piece of paper and write out all of your perceived money mistakes. And again, I want you to know anytime I'm saying mistakes, just imagine I'm saying mistakes with air quotes. I want you to bucket that list into two camps. The first camp is, okay, these are all the things that I do with my finances that actually serve me really well. And I really like my reason for doing them. But they honestly just go against most traditional money advice. So for me, this would be things like leasing my car and using credit cards for a majority of spending. The second list are things that you see now didn't move your net worth in a positive direction. So for me, that would be blowing through an entire year's salary, the 401k loan, student loans, things like that. 
Now, once you have that list, just table it. We're going to come back to it in a second. The second thing I want to offer you here is that many times the canned list of money mistakes that you read in articles on the internet and in books and you see people talk about on social media, that list of money mistakes are typically things and decisions that make your net worth trend downward or they are perceived to be very high risk. So again, there are things like overspending and going into debt, taking a loan against your 401k, not saving enough early enough. They will probably be things that align more closely with the second list that you have on your piece of paper. And yes, of course, we want to be making moves and decisions with our money that are going to help our net worth trend upwards. But here's something really interesting to think about. Sometimes the most effective way to get yourself to a place where you are making money decisions that make your net worth trend upwards is when you've made a lot of money decisions in the past that have made your net worth trend downwards that you learned a lot from. I'm the poster child for this. I'm a very intentional spender today because for a while I was a very unintentional spender. I am a master at using credit cards effectively today because for a while I was a master at using them very ineffectively. I am able to make a lot of decisions today with my finances that serve me really well and make my net worth trend upwards only because I've made a lot of decisions in the past that honestly didn't serve me so well and caused my net worth to go down in the opposite direction. Every single one of these choices that I listed to you taught me something. They opened me up to the ripple effect that they cause. I got to experience that firsthand, the reaction of each of these decisions, and decide for myself whether I liked the outcome or not. But this is what I'm trying to tell you guys, is that I wouldn't go back and do any of it differently. I truly wouldn't. Because listen, if I hadn't done it, I never would have learned it. I never would have been given the opportunity to close that skill gap that I had, to close the knowledge gap that I had that frankly needed to be closed. And oftentimes, the only way to close those gaps that we have is by making the quote-unquote money mistakes. Obviously, just what I do, talking about money all day, every day, people just assume like, wow, like you've got it so together financially. And I feel like I do today, but I'm like, sure, I do today, but you should honestly see the hot mess I used to be like a decade ago. But it's only because of the hot mess I used to be in all the decisions that I've made with money in the past that didn't turn out great, that helped me figure out a better way of doing it today. Some of you guys think that it just happens, right? And it doesn't for most people. It doesn't just happen. These money mistakes, again, quotes, are going to be part of the process, you guys. None of us do it perfectly. And listen, most of us are never actively taught about money. We're certainly not taught about it in our educations. A lot of us aren't even taught about it in our upbringing with the people who raised us. We are literally just thrown into adulthood and people are like, here, figure it out. And of course, with that being the environment, there are going to be mistakes made and bumps and bruises along the way. But the more mistakes that you make today, the less that you will make in the future because each mistake provides a piece of information and an insight that you didn't have before and you never could have acquired any other way. But here's also what I want to challenge you on. It's like, are they really mistakes? If you are solely defining a money mistake as something that makes your net worth go down, then okay, sure, call it a mistake if you want to. But I choose to believe 
that there's more than that that goes into it. Even though with a lot of things on that list that I gave you, there were no financial gains, was there anything else that was gained? Was there knowledge gained? Was there experience gained? Was there an opportunity that was gained? We have to stop looking at money and finances in a way that is so absolute and punishing ourselves when we don't abide by those absolute terms. There is more than that to it, you guys. And this is why I deliberately choose to look at my past with money and say, you know what? These are the decisions that I've made in my past with my money. But I do not look at any of them as mistakes because something was gained in each of these. It might not have been money, but I gained knowledge. I gained skills. I gained a valuable life lesson, an opportunity, a connection, whatever it is. Something was gained. And just because the something might be intangible doesn't mean that it's not incredibly valuable. In fact, the intangible gains from, again, our, quote, money mistakes might often be much more valuable than the tangible financial gains that would have been if we had made a different choice. Now, a common question that I get is, okay, so that's super helpful to know. It's super helpful to know that I'm the one deciding if something was a mistake or not. Even if something didn't result in a tangible financial gain, there could be many other intangible gains. But how do I forgive myself for past decisions that I've made with my finances? I am beating myself up so hard for this past money mistake, and I just can't seem to move past it. And I want to give you an analogy. It's a little silly, but it's actually really helpful for me, and I hope it helps you too. I was actually coaching one of my clients on this a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about this topic. And this analogy just kind of came to me in the conversation, and I actually thought it was pretty clever. I want you to think of your past perceived money mistakes like the outfits that you used to wear in the past. So think back a decade ago, which 10 years really is not that long of a time period, you guys. Like it is, but it's really not. Let's think back to 10 years ago. So 2011. In 2011, I was graduating from college. I was a senior from college. So I can go on Facebook right now and pull up pictures of the outfits that I used to wear when I was a senior in college. A lot of my college girlfriends will like send each other pictures of like these outfits that we used to wear. We thought that we looked so good. I mean, styling. We had the bobble necklaces. I had the Taylor Swift curls. I used to curl my hair all the way up to the root. Now that I'm 10 years removed, they are hilarious to look at. But when I look at these photos, you want to know what I remember? I just remember how good I felt and how confident I felt in those outfits. And I just knew in those moments that I was styling. I was like, nobody looks better than me. But now it's like I look back and I'm like, I would never in a million years wear that, ever. I'm not really sure what I was thinking, but by God, I just remember thinking that I looked good and nobody looked better. I saw this funny reel on Instagram the other day, and it was this guy, and he had on like the multiple Hollister polos. Like, do you remember how guys used to do that? They used to put on the multiple Hollister polos, like three of them on top of each other, pop the collar. They would have like the puka shells. They used to have like the frosted tips like in their hair. I mean, 15 years ago, y'all, if you saw a guy dressed like that, you'd be like, ooh, he's looking good. And now, of course, it's like nobody would ever be caught dead dressed like that. This is how I want you to think of your past money mistakes, okay? I like to believe that our brains are always making the best decisions that they can 
with the knowledge and the experience that they have in that given moment. It's just like the outfits. Like in the moment you were styling, there was no one cooler. No one looked better than you. But now you look back and you're like, good Lord Almighty, what was I thinking? Like, how could I have possibly thought that was a good idea? But remember, in that moment, you really did. But when you look at it from that lens, you look back at your past self with just a lot of love and admiration and compassion because you remember how you felt in that moment. And you know that in that moment, you really felt like you were making the choice that was the best and that was the most aligned for you. And when we look at our past selves in that light, it's like, how can we not have compassion for ourselves in those moments? Please hear me. We cannot, especially with money, we cannot judge our past choices and decisions with the knowledge and perspective that we hold today, but we did not hold back then. Like that is so unfair when we do that to ourselves, you guys, but we do that all the time. And you know, on this podcast, I talk about being very future focused rather than being past focused. I think that for many of us, the future is a much more productive place to spend a majority of our time and energy, but it doesn't mean that it can't be meaningful to us to spend some time evaluating the past, especially when there is insight and lessons to be taken from the past. And I always tell you guys, the way that you think about your future self is so critical, but so is the way that you choose to think about your past self. I like to think of my past self, past page, as obviously a younger, less wise, less experienced version of myself because, I mean, she was, right? I'm going to be 32 in a couple of months. And so 32-year-old page, thinking about 22-year-old page. I almost feel like my present self today is like her older and wiser sister. And I have two real-life younger sisters myself. But when you're thinking about your past self, think about them in the way that you would think about your younger siblings, if you have any. And if you don't have any younger siblings, think about like a child in your life or someone younger than you that maybe you love or you care a lot for. Think about how we would react if they made a mistake. How would you respond to them? Would you yell at them? Would you scream at them? Would you tell them they're an idiot? Would you tell them that they're doomed and that they're never going to figure it out? Of course you wouldn't. You'd be like, hey, might not have been our best decision. And there's going to be ripple effects of that decision that you're going to have to work through and learn from. But that's okay. This won't be the end. In fact, this is actually going to be a really valuable experience for you. And your future self is going to be better off from having learned this lesson. I like to think about my past self and talk to her, like how I would talk to my little sisters. Like I'm just the wiser, older sister who is simply older. And through extra time, I have more knowledge and more insight and more experiences to pull from. But I don't chastise my past self and the choices that she's made simply because she was younger and less experienced and a lot of times had no idea what in the world she was doing. In fact, I have so much love and compassion for her because I can honestly say that my present self is only where she is because of my past self and the lessons that I was able to learn through her financial decisions. The way that you choose to view and treat your past self and the money decisions that your past self has made will determine how secure and financially abundant your present financial self will be. I want to say that one more time. It is so critical. The way that you choose to view and treat your past self and the money decisions that your past self has made is going to determine 
how secure and financially abundant your present self will be. It matters. There's two paths. There's the path where we can be kind to ourselves. We can forgive ourselves. We can be compassionate towards who we used to be in the past, the person that we're really not anymore, but the person who made those decisions. We can come at it from a place of understanding. And that is the scenario where we feel safe and capable to use insights from those past decisions to inform our current financial choices, which will empower us to continue to move forward and evolve. But then there is the other path, which is where we berate ourselves. We beat ourselves down. That's where the guilt and the shame and the regret come in, which again, all that does is it leads to a lot of inaction, avoidance, doing nothing, no forward progress, no growth and involvement. Choosing to view your past money mistakes as actually just decisions that you've made with money that you might not make again as building blocks, as teachers, as informers, as guides. It's one of the most profitable and beneficial things that you can do for yourself and your finances in the present moment. If you want to look back at your past money choices and use those decisions as a reason to label yourself a financial screw-up, someone who's doing it wrong, someone who can't get it together, someone who never will, you can if you want to. But I want you to know that's a conscious choice that you're making. I want you to think about how do those thoughts and beliefs feel to you and what actions are stemming from those emotions that those thoughts create and what are the results that you are creating from those actions. There is another option, and I'm here to offer that perspective to you. I've said this in a past episode. I'm going to tell you again, but it's like, so what, right? You made a decision with your finances that maybe you wouldn't make again today with more knowledge and perspective. Great. You know better now. But again, it's like, so what? You've racked up credit card debt. It's okay. Forgive yourself. You've borrowed money from your 401k. It's okay. Forgive yourself. You've lent money to someone who didn't pay you back. It's okay. Forgive yourself. I could go on and on and on with a million different examples, but I want you to know that it's all okay. And you always have the option to forgive yourself. You always have the option to be kind to yourself. Please realize that, yes, those choices and decisions might have costed you something financially in the past, but they are also saving you a lot in the future with the knowledge that you gained from them that you will use to alter your financial decisions moving forward. I know that this is a bit like, whoa, like I'm not trying to be super morbid here, but. Sometimes when we get so entrenched and so downtrodden in the past mistakes and we're really in that place where we're beating ourselves up pretty hard, it can be helpful just to bring yourself back up out of the trees and look at the entire forest. Y'all, all of this, we can't take any of it with us. Eventually, our time here is going to come to an end. And when it does, the money is just going to stay here on earth. So yes, Let's do our absolute best to be good stewards of our financial resources while we're here. But let's also not use our past money decisions and our perceived money mistakes as a reason to be unkind to ourselves and to make our time here any less fulfilling and any less enjoyable than it can be. We are all going to make decisions with our money that do not lead to a boost in our net worth, but so what? It is a give and it's a take. 
Some decisions you're going to make are going to increase the net worth. Some decisions you're going to make are going to decrease the net worth. It is literally just a part of the journey. And I want to point out that it's not always about increasing the bottom line all the time. But just because the net worth doesn't go up, it doesn't mean that something wasn't gained. There is always something to be gained. Always. So let's focus on that. Let's be kind to ourselves and remember that the missteps, the mistakes, quote unquote, are how we grow and how we truly figure all of this out. All right, you guys, that is what I have for you this week. Have such a fantastic week. I love all of you guys dearly. And I will ask if you particularly enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would share it on Instagram, tag me at Paige L. Pritchard. Again, I think that this topic in particular is an area that needs to be talked about more, that people need more help and support with. So if it helped you and you feel like it could help those in your network, do not be shy about sharing it. And also, if you have two minutes, it would mean so much to me if you would just pop over to iTunes and leave a five-star review of the podcast if you are getting a lot of value and enjoyment out of the episodes. Okay, have an amazing week. I will see you next Tuesday. I love you all. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in Overcoming Overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled, purposeful, and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.